Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, everyone. Time for another episode of That They May All Be One podcast. I'm Shane Sands. I'm your host, uh, my lovely bride, and it's our anniversary tomorrow, 10 years. Congratulations to her for being able to put up with me. I definitely married up. And she is sitting at the controls, and yes, she does have control of the mute button, so I got to be on my piece. Hey, 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 she just did that. <laughs> All right, so we've been looking at lost truths of the Christian faith. I want to talk about last lost truths, things that really we should be focused on, things that quite often we may actually talk about, but we don't follow through on. So the lost truths, and one of the the one that I'm going to be talking about today is one that you're going to go. How is that a lost truth? Because when I mention it, you're going to be like, uh, Shane. Uh, we we kind of talk about that regularly, and I'm going to say that's right. And that is exactly why it's a lost truth. And indeed, when I actually told it to Holly, hey, this is going to be the topic, she was like, so how is that a lost truth? And I went, because. And with that, I am going to start in with the first scripture verse, well, verses. And then from there, I'm going to give you the title. All right, here we go. John chapter 14, starting in verse 1. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Today's topic, today's lost truth, Jesus is coming. You're probably going, you're right, Shane. How is that a lost truth? Well, Pretty simple, actually. It's simple in this. What we have our heart focused upon, what we have our mind set upon, what we encourage each other with regularly, who or what we love, we talk about and we have our eyes set upon. And so if you were to come around me, there's pretty much only a few things that you would hear me ever talk about. One, you would hear me probably talk about coffee or Nebraska football, sports in general. The other would be right above that, Holly, and above that would be Christ and that he is coming again. This becomes a lost truth because we, we talk about, you know, we're, we're blessed at the church that we attend right now that they make much of Christ. Not only do they make much of Christ, we we talk about King Jesus on his throne. Uh, there, I'm truly blessed to see that we can see the Spirit of God moving. Where it becomes a lost truth is, is that we often don't focus on the fact 
that we are every day to be on the alert, to be busy, to be expecting the return or being called home at any time. Remember, the Lord Jesus was even telling the disciples when he told the parable, you know, what I say to you, I say to all, be on the alert. for You don't know when the master of the house is returning. So the key here is that whenever we go through our day, one of the things that we should try to encourage ourselves with, whether it's preaching the gospel, whether it's encouraging another through a text, email, face-to-face, phone call, whatever way, social media post, however you go about it, one of the things that we should have our hearts, our eyes focused upon daily is that our Lord and King and Savior and Master, our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, is coming again. That is amazing. That is amazing. Throughout Scripture, we're told to remember where God has brought us from, where we are, what's currently taking place, and where he's going to bring us to. And the very fact that Jesus in John 14 tells us that When he goes, he won't leave us as orphans, but he'll come and bring us to himself so that where he is, we will be with him. And that, my friends, is what we need to eagerly be awaiting. When was the last time, and I'm going to ask this just clearly, when was the last time in one-on-one devotion uh, by yourself in Sunday school class, wherever it may be, When was the last time that you actually talked about, Lord Jesus, we eagerly wait your return? Lord Jesus, make us as holy as we can be on this side of heaven that we might hasten your return so that where you are, we would be, that we would be with you where you are, to see you as you are. Come, think about it. I bet it's going to catch you off guard a little bit. And that's why today's lost truth is all about Jesus coming. coming. So I want to break this down now a little bit into two categories. So for the Christian, what needs to be remembered in the promise that Jesus coming, and I want, I want to take away one of the schemes of the evil one. There is something that the evil one does, and he does it to every single believer We see it in Scripture. You know it personally, that after you are saved, one of the most vile attacks that the evil one does is he tries to convict you that your sin has God displeased with you, his favor is turned away from from you, and that you are still under judgment. That, yes, you may be saved, but God is unhappy with you, His face isn't shining on you, and that your sin is going to earn his punishment. You know the truth of this. However, this is where we have to have the word of God richly dwelling within us. This is where we need to have the the word of God ready on our lips, in our hearts, and in our minds. This is why we need to be preaching to ourselves first and foremost every day. 
We're going to jump over to Hebrews chapter 9. And inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment. I use that verse just about every single open-air preaching, one-on-one evangelism that I do. Because that verse makes it very clear that judgment is coming. You're going to die once. There is no mulligan, no do-over, no reincarnation, no nirvana, none of that. You, when you die, you await judgment before the throne of Christ. Now, the promise and the good news for us, the believer, is actually found in verse 28. So, Christ also, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who eagerly await him. You can't miss that, friends. You can't miss that. When Christ appears and he comes again and he gathers everyone and he separates his own from the wicked, when you are gathered to him, it will not be in reference to sin. It will be in reference to reward. Will we give an account? Yeah. That's why we want to be well-pleasing to him. That's why we want to cast any crowns and fall before his feet and just say, Lord, it was you from start to finish. But it is not in reference. So if you're a believer, you need to continually nourish your mind and your heart and your fellow brothers and sisters with the, with the reality. It's not, a, it's not a if. It is the reality. God is truth. And when God says it, and he cannot lie, that means Jesus is coming, that we may be with him where he is, to see him as he is, and it is without reference to sin, because your sin was nailed to the cross. Don't ever let that go. Your sin, past, present, future, was nailed to the cross and paid by the life of and death the shed blood of Jesus Christ and the assurance of forgiveness and that that penalty has been paid is that Jesus was raised from the dead. Now, I've got to tell you that for the non-believer, Jesus is coming. But for you, I pray that this is a wake-up call for you because Jesus is coming. And friends, believers, saints we will not love our neighbors as we should if we do not preach and share the whole counsel of god we have to in love make sure that we share exactly what awaits when jesus comes for those who are not wrapped in his righteousness, who do not have his righteousness imputed to them, who are not justified by faith, who have not been born again. That when King Jesus returns, as it says 
in Second Thessalonians chapter 1, it tells us, For after all, it is only just for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you, and to give relief to you who are afflicted, and to us as well, when the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. These will pay the penalty of eternal destruction. Hence, that is everlasting physical, mental, emotional, spiritual torment in hell, eternal destruction, away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he comes to be glorified in his saints on that day and to be marveled at among all who have believed. For our testimony to you was believed. Friends, fellow brothers and sisters, if we do not deliver this message, and I'm not saying you hit someone over the head, but if this is not shared, you're almost borderline hating them. All throughout Scripture, we're told that we're saved from the wrath of God. We are saved from the wrath of God. And if we do not share that when Jesus comes and he is coming, that if they are not found in Christ by repentance and faith, grace through faith, all of Christ, no works of man in any shape, form, or fashion, that they will face Jesus and he is dealing out retribution. Oh, friends, how terrible of a thought. And to you who may listen to this, there's two things that happen when you breathe your last and you have no guarantee of either one, and that is you have no guarantee that you have another moment of breath. That is what I meant to say. You will either be found in Christ, sins forgiven, not to have them remembered anymore, them as cast as far as east is from west, and you will be in the presence of your King, your Lord, your Savior, rejoicing and praising with a love that cannot even be understood. In a purity, that joy itself is redefined. In fact, words can't even, can't even encapsulate it or you are going to face the wrath of holy God. And I don't want you to go there. I do not. I desperately do not want you to go there. I want you to know your king, your creator, to know God in the most pure love beyond comprehension and enjoy him and worship him forever. Jesus is coming, friends. Daily, daily, we must preach this. Jesus is coming. He is risen. and He is returning. So until next week, grace and peace. Thanks for joining us on our fourth season of That They May All Be One, where we focus on lost truths of the Christian faith. If you are listening on YouTube, please make sure and hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. You'll also want to check out upcoming and uncut video teachings from the man himself, Shane Sands. And remember, 
Reformation is a return to the sound doctrine of the Bible. Revival is the practice of that sound doctrine under the power of the Holy Spirit.